Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Business Life with Coffee podcast. More specifically, this segment called Coffee Shop Q&A. Every week, I try to bring you an expert that will help you level up in your business and in your personal life. So this week is no different. And I know that we're in 2021 and you're likely thinking about, hey, what's next for my business? Well, I want you to meet someone who's become a really good friend of mine who can help you figure out that next step and how to get there. Uh, My guest is Tony Schapp, and he's built a company that was the Inc. 5000's 11th fastest growing company in America. The company is called Globally Paid. He is the director of sales, and he does a phenomenal job with not only helping entrepreneurs launch their business because of the podcast that he has. We'll talk about that too. But he is, his company does some pretty exciting things that will help you keep more money in your business, keep revenue in your business. So we'll talk a little bit about that too. So, hey, Tony, thanks for joining me on the show. Well, hello, Joey. Thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited to, to be a guest on your show and let's fire away. All right, man. So, uh, you know, on my Winning at Work series, I do Two Truths and a Lie. And uh, we talked a little bit before going on and we want to do this one. So there won't be the live component of people guessing in the chat. But let's go ahead and do your Two Truths and a Lie and I will attempt to guess. and It'll be a cool little icebreaker. So let's hear your Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. I just recently got back from Hawaii. I am a Cowboys fan, Dallas Cowboys fan. And the third one is I have three kids. All right, so I'm going to guess. What was what was the TSA process like going to Hawaii and back? I'm the bad liar, man. No. <laughs> I don't even know I'm a bad liar. That was my life. That was my life. I'm not good. I'm a really bad liar. My wife will tell you I'm a really bad liar. I, I try not to do it. The truth right. always wins. <laughs> so if you're listening to this show, you know if you want to get to the heart of something, just ask questions and that I'll tell you everything you need to know. So the lie was you went to Hawaii. Yes. But um, let's talk about your truths a little bit, man. Tell us about um those fun things. So you got three three kids. Um, tell us about your children. Thanks for asking. So my oldest is he's a first year in college boy, and then my daughter is a senior in high school, and my youngest is a freshman. So I have two in high school and one of a, a freshman in college. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So. They're navigating this whole COVID thing in a different way with college and friends and this life transition. How, how has it been for, for them? It's been really great. My son was decided to be in a dorm, but then uh, they decided to go all virtual. And in the beginning of the, of, of the semester, they said, hey, you could, you could choose to come on campus to study or you could do it virtually. Then I guess uh, there was a big party that first week and mm. 100 kids unfortunately got COVID. So the school said, that's it. The rest of the whole year, we're going to be virtual. So um, that's, that's how that's going. So all three are at home, virtually learning too. Oh, man. All right. Well, it's, I know it's different being a, uh, having a virtual learner in the house that's in college versus some of the folks I have on the show and um, even in my own on my own team that have high schoolers and little ones where you've got to check their iPads and keep them focused. So uh, that, that's exciting that um, you get that family time. I, I think um, this is a, this has nothing to do with what we were talking about. But I was, I was thinking about, um, you know, my daughter, she, she's two years old and uh, she really kind of is growing in the midst of this pandemic season. And, and one of the, the silver linings is that She'll always remember this family time, you know, because daddy's not on the road as much. He's not flying and gone for several days. And uh, she'll always have this this time to reflect on 
wow, we had we had dinner every night together. You know, <laughs> mommy and daddy put me to bed. Mommy and daddy were one of the first ones that, that I saw when I woke up and we, we just hung out a lot. So I, I think that it's been really cool from a family standpoint. And so I'll definitely cherish that in the midst of um, all the craziness that this COVID season has been. I couldn't agree with you more, Joey, because I was listening to your recent episode you did and you guys were talking about the Goodnight Moon book. Yeah. And I know that book. It's <laughs> so, so cool. It really, I'm like, wow, that takes me back. So I really enjoyed that episode. You have some really great episodes and a lot of uh, great uh, value that you provide. And, and also when we talk like this, really, it's really cool to be able to connect with what you, you know, the good night moon was a big one for me in my heart. All three kids. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's awesome. She is going to be a big sister soon. So it's going to be fun to uh, have some of those same books with my uh, newest little one that I uh, will be expecting in January. So uh, it's, it's just fun. The, the, the process can, repeats itself. It's going to be, yes. going to be cool. Well, All right, Tony, but this, is, this is a show about you, my friend. This is a show about you. Let's, let's talk. So company Inc. 5000, top 11th, 11th fastest growing company um, in the country uh, that had to feel pretty good to experience. But the folks that are listening to this podcast might not be at that Inc. 5000 stage yet. But what are some of the tips that you think it takes to get them on that path or get them in that direction? Great question. And I want to bring a lot of value to our listeners. I think it's, it has a lot to do with mindset. And just to give you some context, I, I'll never forget we launched and we were offering next day funding, which is, you know, you accept credit card payments today and the next day to your bank account. And at that time, it was revolutionary. No one else was really going out in the marketplace and offering that because it's a risk that you take as a company. You're finding that money right away. A lot of people don't know this behind the payment space, but nevertheless, I had this great, you know, USP, unique selling proposition, but I guarded it like a secret because I was afraid of the risk, right? I didn't want to get businesses on board that were not a good fit. So I kept it like in my pocket, closely secret. And um, I'm like, wait, why not go out in the marketplace and start telling people and advertising and, you know, letting people know that's our differentiator. And at the time that was, it was, we were like one of the early pioneers to do that. So we went out and did this. And I think there's two big things, Joey, that helped me a lot. And I think your viewers will get some uh, value from. One is having an outside coach help me. So I had a coach, God bless him. Uh, he passed away. His book is up here as well. But it, I didn't have What's the name of his book? What's the name of it's his called, book? Um, it's called The Rise of the Phoenix, uh, Age, Aging or Ageless by Ron Zeller. All right. Uh, but he, he fought cancer. He, he beat it a couple times. So this is not in business context, but he's, he says uh, rise like a phoenix from the myth aging. I worked with this gentleman. This is uh, he was really close. We, he helped me with a lot of breakthroughs. And it, his name his name was Ron Zeller. God bless him. Yeah. But he helped me I a lot. Asked, I asked about the book because folks that are listening, they'll probably want to Google it and and, and get it. And uh, you know, solo, but you know, if his profit, his family can get profits from it, or his business can get profits from it, and it's still helping people by all means. So, uh, thanks for sharing the book. So once I started working with him, he really taught me that you know to be out here instead of in here. So I was starting to get out there. So then it kind of got rid of all the stuff that was between me and my clients. So then I started going out and marketing things differently, building relationships, doing a lot of content marketing and educating business owners when it comes to accepting payments. So I, my biggest thing was the biggest breakthrough from there. Once the coach helped me identify and 
really have for me to have clear communication all the way through you know from marketing all the way down to my staff to clients and everything was that i used to drive the fact that the narrative was hey if you're a business owner it's your money you're accepting on your website you're paying a fee to accept it why should you have to wait you know so and you, it's not like so why not have the money tomorrow so you can instead of using your credit line to pay for your payroll on friday if you process something on wednesday it could be your bank account on thursday you can make payroll on friday versus Others it could have at the time was a little bit different. So that helped me a lot in terms of going out. And, so taking that closely guarded secret as our unique selling proposition and going out in the, in the world and saying, this is our unique selling proposition. So a lot of people that are listening, if you have that, make sure you're not shy about it. Make sure you share it with people because you could make a positive difference to a lot of people. So my coach was a big factor in that. He helped me get you know ahead of myself, outside of myself and be able to deliver and really provide value and really get in action and really create, you know, we said, let's go out there and create the impossible. So we made the possible become uh, impossible, become possible, mm. uh, which was really remarkable because, you know, once we got there, I'm not, I'm nobody special. It was with my team. We did it all together and it was with referral partners and clients and stuff like that. But I just wanted to be the platform to help business owners. That's my life commitment. And I've personally helped 4,000 business owners when it comes to credit card processing because another pain point that I was driving for, and I know you didn't ask this, but I think it's good for people to know, is that whenever someone accepts credit cards, they think they're paying the lowest rate, but sometimes they're not. So they have to kind of quick, do a quick little audit just to, to make sure they're not overpaying. So once I made that commitment for myself to say, as an organization, you know, our mission is to help business owners stop overpaying for credit card processing, then we went out in the market, did that more. So again, uh, Ron Zeller helped me with that as well. So once we got that going, uh, then we had to scale the business. So we, we got our, our foundation, we got our unique selling proposition, we got growth. We're, and then once we started kind of going up on a hockey stick, then we had to scale the business. And that's when the, another big breakthrough I had was reading The E-Myth uh, mm -hmm. by Mark Gerber. I'm sure you know that book. Oh, yeah. And the biggest thing I learned, everybody, was you got to work on your business, not in your business. So we started systemizing everything. We started putting, you know, doc documenting everything from A to Z. Because look, it took us two hours to document something where other team members could learn and do it better and stuff like that. So that was the second piece. I mean, there's a lot of things that helped. But if I were to say, if I were to break up what helped us get on the AU20, was those two things. Having an outside coach help me, you know, push forward. And then the e-myth uh, that we implemented all around in the business, because, you know, it's always the 80, 20, I'm a big 80, 20 guy, uh, 80, 20 guy, like you are, you know, 20% of something will net you 80% results. And those are the two things I think having an outside mentor, a mentor and a coach and the e-myth. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S. From new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today 
at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. Yeah, I love it. Tony, this is great advice. And for me too, I, I think about that 80-20 all the time because the hard part about being in business is figuring out what that 20% is because there's so much that we can spend our time on that will frustrate us, stress us out, make us lose money, so on and so forth. But if we can find that 20% and hone in on it, that really will help us see the fruits of our, our efforts because we only have 24 hours in a day. And if we spend a ton of them working in our business, we're not giving us an opportunity to, to leverage and scale and grow. I was on a show. Well, it wasn't a show. It was a webinar with the uh, American Business Journals. And um, we're talking about valuation. And uh, you know if your company can be sold and you're hitting the nail on like the biggest thing that they mentioned is like making sure there are processes, making sure that it's their business is scalable, because if you're the so, so this, I think, is the you know one of the takeaways is if you entrepreneur are the secret sauce to your business, then you, you can't sell your business. You'll just. You're, you're good as a as an employee, you know, so putting the value outside of you, the person and into um, your business is game changing. And it sounds like you all have had quite success in doing that. Did you experience challenges along the way, uh, resistance from your team or anything like that? What were some of the hurdles that you had to overcome? Because it, it's not a, a rosy road, right? Like you had to overcome some stuff. What did you have to overcome? Great question. Uh, we had a lot of breakdowns. So, so, and then realized that you have to have breakdowns to have breakthroughs. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's thousands of issues, a lot of mistakes that we made, but we learned from them. Uh, and we were able to go out there, you know, having to do with underwriting, having to write. Of course, I think the team is the biggest one. And we talked about this when, when I interviewed you on my podcast and you had a lot of great value uh, to our listeners and to myself. And we talked about people, right? Your team. Yeah. And I know you're an expert in that as well. But I think the biggest thing was um, when breakdowns did happen, there wasn't like anything that, you know, the people that really helped on the team, Joey, were they were like a part of the solution. They weren't trying to identify what was wrong or right. This happened. They're more about, okay, how do we fix this, right? If if uh, this person, pro you know, there's so many examples I can give you, but it's about the people. It's about having the right people when the breakdown happens to get through it. Because there's many books we've all read how they say culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yep. Uh, and it's so true. That's when the people, your people will go the extra mile and it's not considered work because they're committed. So that's when you, it, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like something that's a part of you and uh, you're actually going out there and getting, you know, putting things on the scoreboard. I love it. So what do you do when you find out that you don't have the right people on your team? I'm on your website, tonyshap.com. And uh, it says hire slow, fire fast, which is something that I, I believe in. But what does that look like practically? And how do you assess that you've got the right people or the wrong people and you need to do something about it? Well, you do. So I'm a part of Globally Paid now. So TonyShop.com is my own website. Uh, and those are my things that and, it's, and we kind of took that on. And I live by those things that I mentioned on there. Yeah, you definitely um, hire slow, fire fast. And what I mean by that is whenever you're about to hire someone, and have a look at globallypaid.com. So whenever you hire someone, you gotta make sure they're right fit within the culture. And you have to make sure uh, the, the, meet, the other team members meet that person uh, you know, face to face. I know COVID, it's hard to do that now. But I think it's doing a lot of due diligence on that person uh, before you hire them on because a lot of CEOs make the mistake 
Like I'll give you one example. I just interviewed someone yesterday and they got $81 million funded. And then now are trying to hire so many people to fill seats. And I'm talking to them. I'm like, you got to be careful because it's not about filling the seats. It's about getting the right people you know, in the right seats, right? Tell them, tell them you know a company that'll help with them. <laughs> Definitely. I, no, I have to do so. But it's also, uh, you got to hire um, for people with, within the realms of their capability because we all have a unique skill set and a capability that we love doing. And that's what we call something you love doing. It's not work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you hire someone for that exact fit, that helps. And there's another test that we did. I forgot what it was called. Um, oh, it's a point system we used to use. I'll have to give it to you after, and you can put in your notes for the listeners. But there's this, uh, there's a test that we did with client uh, with employees, so we could see if they're a starter or like a finisher. There's four attributes. Uh, the Colby test. That's right. The Colby test. That's the big one we used to do. So have a look at that. It's, it's like a, basically it's a program that it's for people to you know find out their individual strengths. Yeah. That way they're the right fit for the goal. I mean, there's disc tests as we know the profiling with disc but the colby mm-hmm. so it's k-o-l-b-e.com uh, that's a really good profile than we did when we're hiring so that's how we take our time due diligence make sure they're a good fit in the culture and uh from, if they're not a fit then they're not a fit yeah yeah i mean that's super important and i think one of the things that entrepreneurs can wrestle with is especially if you have a smaller team is wrestling with the um the impact of letting someone go from your team and knowing the economic impact that it will have on their family. But the way I I look at it to try to give people more peace of mind about that is, hey, if someone is sinking your ship, would you rather the ship go down with them? Or would you rather give them a life raft to go off and do something and you repair your ship? I mean, even in my business, I have to make tough decisions if someone isn't client oriented or if uh, there was a ball dropped and um, it happened repeated times. And at that point, it's more about um, them showing me who they are as opposed to uh, maybe a, a forgivable mistake or lapse of judgment. And so, you know, for the small business owner that's listening and thinking, oh, I have to keep these people on my team because they're it's going to hurt their paycheck. You have to ultimately, you know, protect your business first. And I think there's a way to separate with people where you are a mentor of mine used to call liberating them. You're you're liberating them to go off and do things that they can do well, um, as opposed to keeping them in bondage in a position maybe they're, where they're not doing so well. So I think we're we have some synergy on the uh, on the hiring and firing front. Definitely. Yeah. So I guess another thing we could talk about too, with, with regard to scale is, uh, you talked about your unique, unique selling proposition and what made you special uh, and not hiding that, but in practical terms, what did marketing, advertising, promotion, exposure, what did that and what does that look like for your business to, uh, to get new, new customers in the door? Sure. I learned a really valuable lesson that I want to share with you because I'm all about, if you can learn from someone else and not repeat the mistake, it helps you a lot, a lot. So at the time, I'll never forget, the number one player in our industry uh, was spending a half a million dollars a month on pay-per-click. So they're spending $500,000 a month on pay-per-click advertising and they were writing, I think, a thousand new deals or something like that. So I said to myself, oh, I'm, you know, I thought I was a genius. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, why don't I take a second on my house and get like 150,000 and throw that in marketing 
and I'll get that money back. It was like gambling. Sure enough, I did that. And you know how many counts we got from the hundred fifty thousand that I spent on paper click? How many? I think less than less than two hands. I got we got nine accounts. Oh man! So and talk about. So the talk, value of that wasn't wasn't there. Yeah. The ROI. There's, yeah, our cost of acquisition was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. $150,000 to acquire nine clients was, I almost had a heart attack. Yeah. So I, that was a valuable lesson that I learned just because it's working for another business. I, you know, so for my example was he was spending a half a million. I said, Hey, I'll spend 150 in a month and I should get at least, you know, a couple hundred deals didn't work. So that's when I learned that was a valuable lesson for me to learn that pay per click, if you don't do it correctly, you could lose a lot of money. Yes, it's a write-off, but it doesn't help scale the business. Right. So quickly we turned and we started doing content marketing. And the way I dis- define it in my understanding for everyone to know, when you do pay-per-click advertising online, and, and please excuse me, I mean, you know this and a lot of people may know this, but just for the people who don't, pay-per-click, when, you, when someone clicks on your ad, that money's gone regardless of the conversion of the becoming client or whatever. That money's lost, it's gone, it's done. But content marketing is like putting real estate out on the web. So content marketing, if you write a blog or a value content that you could that helps your potential clients listen uh, to read, that when you write that blog or the content marketing that you do, that is out there. It's like a piece of real estate for your organization and it helps people. So the long it has a long play, it has a longer shelf life, unlike pay-per-click. So, you know, with when you create content marketing, you spent that time and money now, one time, but the returns could be over the next 10, 20 years for your business, if it's relevant, right? So you want to make sure when you are writing, one of the biggest things I learned from Tim Ferriss, uh, what he did on his blog, secret thing here, uh, Tim Ferriss has got one of the top blogs on the planet. And mm-hmm. he says that on his also WordPress, the uh, Also the author of the four-hour work week and yeah, the four-hour series, four-hour body, four-hour, I think he did like four-hour kickboxing or something like that. But yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a guru. He's a guru. He really is. And I'm so glad that you know exactly what we're talking about. Um, so one of the things I learned from him on his blog that he mentioned, he said to, um, he has a WordPress blog. He said, don't put a date on each blog article. That way when people read it, uh, they don't think it's outdated. But mm-hmm. having said that, it comes with the responsibility. You got to make sure what you write in, t- con- in content marketing has a long shelf life. You can't just write something that's relevant for today. You could do that. But that worked really well because then people, when they read it, how many times have you and I gone on a website and we read something and it's dated from 20, 2012? You're like, oh, that's not relevant for business today. That's yep. eight years ago. Yep. yep. So so that's what I learned. So content marketing, to answer your question, long story short, Joey, content marketing is the best way to go, I feel. No, I would agree. And I think um, to your point, it is case by case. When, when I started Jumpstart, I was blogging every single day. But that was because I was not a salesperson. I figured that the best way that I could convince people to utilize my services was to show them um, my expertise in a way that was digestible, but left them wanting more and left them wanting to to work with me. And so uh, that's kind of been the approach for business is the content marketing piece. And it's just evolved with the times. I mean, now, you know, podcasting and video is a medium, but uh, the essence of sharing free content in the world uh, for the purpose of uh, getting customers 
that um that that's been working um as opposed to the uh the pay-per-click because you're right i've i've done the facebook ads instagram ads and for some reason it just seems like i can never find the right audience uh, i can never even when i hire people to to do it it's like how many deals do we get from there none but how many deals do we get from a blog from a website from someone saying i saw you speak or something like that uh, or word of mouth it's been a way a lot higher uh, from a lead generation standpoint so uh you, you're making great great points tony um very quickly how can people get in contact with you get in contact with globally paid and do you have any parting thoughts to share with the audience absolutely um feel free to go to our website globallypaid.com and if you have any questions for me uh, or i could be of any help to your listeners about this conversation or anything in business in general I, I love scaling your business. I love growth. I love uh, having fun and creating unimaginable results. So if they want to get a hold of me, they can, my, all my handles on the social media are Tony Schaap, USA, or they can email me. Uh, my personal email is Tony at TonyShap.com. I'm happy to help anybody if they have any questions. I always want to help other people because, you know, one of the biggest things that my coach taught me is, you know, what are you up to that's bigger than yourself? You know, so and if you help others, it, that's a that's a big win for me um, by helping others. So I'm happy to do that if anyone needs any help. Awesome, Tony. Well, thank you for being a part of this show and sharing your wisdom and experience and your failures uh, with others. We learned from those and you have likely saved someone from that second mortgage for P PPC. But if they do do it, I'm sure they're likely going to say, well, I need help before I, uh, I do this. So. Uh, thank you for your vulnerability and your transparency. And uh, obviously, you've had success along the way. So people can trust trust your voice. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Business Life of Coffee podcast. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Share it with your friends and colleagues. And as always, we'll see you next week for more fresh content. Take care and have a great week. Thank you, Joey.